Welcome to The Kindness Project, the podcast designed to share stories of kindness and share how kindness can make positive change in our world, one small act at a time. This week on The Kindness Project, we talk Sprite vs 7-Up, hand-me-downs, and we have part one of our interview with Usha Chudasama. Welcome, my friends, to another episode of The Kindness Project. I am joined by a girl who loves the totally tropical taste of Lil, it's Charlotte Ames. I'm joined by a man who has very strong opinions on sprites. <laughs> it's Chris Ames. What do you mean? I haven't got strong opinions on sprite. Well, against sprite. What have I got you against sprite? I said to you, oh, well, sprite's nice. You were like, well, like seven up. Well, I'd look, they're, I mean, basically they're both the same thing, aren't they? They're lemonade. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't know, I, I just think seven ups just funkier. I'm a, I'm a seven up fan. I mean, I've, I've got nothing against Sprite personally, it's not harmed me ever, but um, why, are you, why do you keep on looking at my hair? There's glitter in it. Yeah, there is glitter in it because it's Easter Monday. We, uh, as is allowable in the UK, had a few people in the garden um, yesterday, and my daughter thought it'd be funny to put glitter in my hair. So, His other daughter. Yeah, not you. I mean, no. that would be weird for a seventeen-year-old to put <laughs> glitter in the, in their dad's hair. But yeah, so it was good fun. Hope you're doing well. Hope uh, wherever you are in the world. Um, uh, life is slowly getting back to normal and hope, um, yeah, I hope you're feeling pretty good. We're also joined by a man who apparently wears somebody else's corporate clothing. It's Russell Dames. Hi. Um, why are you wearing a Serco jumper? It come from our old man. Oh, right, so you're, you're wearing your dad's clothes yeah. as well as corporate clothes. I mean, to be fair, that is a trend in this family. I'm currently wearing your joggers, so... Sorry, am I, only the other, am I the only one around this table who wears his own clothes exclusively or what? I think you are. Yeah, yeah. OK. Well, um, unofficial question of the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Are hand-me-downs OK? Well, I've, I've seen you wearing my socks once in a while, when I had socks. And... <laughs> when you had <laughs> socks? Have you got off socks then? Or what? Just... This wasn't a hand-me-down. It, it was brand new. They give him one too big. Ah, oh, right, OK. Um... OK. Is that any better? <laughs> well, <laughs> clearly not. Um, but those um, those tracksuit bums look really comfortable. Not that I'd know because I haven't seen them in about a year. How are they feeling, those? They're feeling uh, like mine. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, on that note, let's um, talk about uh, how people can get in touch with us. Do you want to share that, Charlotte? Sure. Um, so on Twitter, we're at Olakinelis. <laughs> On Facebook, if you type in the search bar The Kindness Project, we should come up. Um, we have an email, ola at thekindnessproject.co.uk. Yeah, I said what I said. It's with a I said what I said. I said what I said. We have a website, www.thekindnessproject.co.uk. Yep, that's it. Yeah. You, you look doubtful, but that's all right. Go on. Um, I think I got them all. Facebook, Twitter. Yeah. Yep. Website, email. MySpace? No, we have Insta? Have we got an Insta? No, we don't have Insta. Why have we got an Insta? I thought we did. Steam producer. I'm pretty sure we've got an Insta. I'll check. We do have an Insta. We don't know whether we've got an Insta. We do have an Insta. I follow us on Insta. Oh, right, I'm pretty sure we do have an Insta. Have we got a TikTok? No, we should. Oh, we could open a Kindness Project TikTok. That'd be a good one. What would we even put on 
Just, just, just Russ was looking at me like, why are you giving me more work when I need it? Well, I can do it. Least. Um, anyway, on that note, let's talk about this week's question of the podcast. Yes. And today's question of the podcast is, what song do you love to dance to the most? Um, or... What's your go-to dance move? And my go-to dance move is definitely the robot. What's your go-to dance move? Uh, I've been told my robot's pretty epic, yeah. Epic robot? Yeah. So your go-to dance move isn't only the robot, it's the epic robot. Can you just... I know we're on a podcast, but just for my, mine and Russell's entertainment, can you just please show us your epic robot? No. <laughs> Russ, what's your go-to dance move? Two left feet. Two left feet. That's a good move. That's, That's a, a good move. move. Is there is there falling over involved well, in the two left feet? Nearly falling over. Right. Okay. Fair enough. And I I realised your go to karaoke track from <laughs> last night is definitely I'm too sexy. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, that was amazing, Russ. <laughs> so, if you'd like to answer, ladies and gents, with your go-to song, go-to dance move, and we might use this for another question in the podcast at a later stage, your go-to karaoke track, that would be Shamazing. What was that? Amazing! <laughs> I don't know. We're like we're, we're nearly like we're hundred on episode ten. I've got to try and make up some spice up. Yeah, spice <laughs> up a bit. Shamazing is just you, a word. You're trying, my... to, you're trying to find your own catchphrase. Shamazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, unofficial question of the podcast that we might use in a future week. What would be your unofficial catchphrase? What would yours be? Tis the end. Tis the end, exactly. <laughs> That's it, your job done. Well, that was amazing. Shall we move um, on with the rest of the show? Yeah, I'm not going to be able to put up with you today, am I? <laughs> so, um, what I'd like to do, Charlotte, in a, um, in a Kindness News special, can you do the... Uh, can you do the actual trailer, the actual jingle? Uh, maybe not today. My nose hurts. Oh, I'll do it. Kindness news, COVID edition. Okay. So what we've got is um, a few um, stories of people during uh, the last year who have lifted their spirits during this period. And... Um, uh, it came off the back of a lady called Anne Doble, um, who listened to 300 vinyl records um, and shared it online. And that prompted emails from um, people explaining how they lifted their spirits over the last year. And over the course of the next few weeks, I'm just going to be sharing some of those amazing stories. Um, and the first one is transcribing my mum's diary. It's a lady called Fiona Heakin, um, who found her mum's five diaries in a loft and she wrote those diaries as a teenager. Um, Fiona said, I'd seen them before, but the writing is sm so small, usually in pencil, that I didn't have the patience to read them all properly. My kids urged me to do something with these diaries and I felt I had to. All of those memories or intensive, in, intensely lived experiences would be forgotten forever. Now, we've spoken on that about the podcast, on the podcast before, haven't yeah. we? Because I think, interestingly, what we do is recording stuff that's going on in our lives. Um, but we've interviewed people on the, uh, on the Kindness Project before who do work making sure that stories aren't forgotten, particularly around families. So... The fact that um, Fiona had her mum's diaries is amazing. Um, so she felt 
you know, she had to recall it. So she began to describe, transcribe these handwritten diaries. Um, I loved it, Fiona said, when she had a good time. It made me feel so happy that she'd had these nights of fun, of dancing with mysterious boys, usually referred to as an initial dance with O or dance with F. All of a sudden, I felt like I had this 17-year-old friend who was also my mum. Wow, what that had to... Um, what they had to put up with was amazing. The day after the Manchester Blitz, she writes, my 20th birthday. But what most struck me was the joy. They didn't let the war get in the way, and despite Manchester getting really badly bombed, my mum went to the cinema 58 times in 1940. That's more than 2020. Um, it resonated with what's going on now, that even in lockdown, you can still get joy from such things and I suppose you can learn lessons from history can't you what do you think yeah definitely I mean I haven't been to the cinema once this year or last year I went a couple of times a year before though I quite like the cinema yeah so do I but also it's I suppose even in time I mean I think the point it's making is even in times of adversity and when you're going through tough things um, you've just got to find whatever you can to try and stay optimistic and positive. And being able to hear that from your mum, from something that was written 80 years ago, yeah, is quite an incredible thing, isn't it? What do you reckon? Yeah, I think it's really exciting to try and, like, see that stuff that happened... History does repeat itself, but not always for the negative, because we can learn from the past. Like, she's learning about her mother and how she coped with, you know, the the bombings and all that. Yeah. And what an amazing legacy that she can pass on to her kids yeah. uh, about the um, about the stories of the past. I love that story. We're going to carry on doing that over the next few weeks, um, sharing stories of adversity during lockdown. Um, and next week, and I'll, I'll throw a little teaser in there, we're going to be talking about the dancing accountant. <laughs> How do you feel about that? <laughs> it's funny. Um, yeah, it's, it's like the really badly singing financial planner, um, which uh, okay, you experienced yesterday. Yeah, exactly. Um, and on that note, should we get on with the show? Yes. So this week on the Kindness Project, we've got a super special guest, Usha Chadsuma. Um, she's an amazing coach, and she does loads of work with parents and kids, just helping people become better parents. So in our interview, we talk about the importance of kindness in the parenting relationship, um, the things that we can learn in parents. Certainly, I've learned a lot during lockdown about how to uh, be a, a good parent, but also some of my failings as a parent, and um, what we can do to potentially improve. How does that sound? It sounds good. I remember this interview. Yeah, it was a good one. It wasn't was it? a good one. Yeah. Um, Ushulina, thanks for joining us on the uh on the kindness project um did you almost la- forget what the podcast is called <laughs> <laughs> you know what the problem is life is like compartmentalized into a bunch of different places i sometimes during the day forget what job i'm doing do you yeah i, no, I don't have that much trouble i only 
do four, less, uh, yeah, four exactly. different lessons. So, so yes, we are on the kindness project. We are talking about kindness. Otherwise, it would be strange that you're here because you, you know, you, 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 this is the only project we do together. Um, but we are talking about kindness. Um, okay. We are. Um, this is a first for the kindness project. So, we've interviewed people all around the world. We've never interviewed a fellow parent daughter before. So. Oh, <laughs> no, we, you know what? We have um, the guy from Kindness.org. We yes. had the one was yes. in LA and one was in New York, wasn't yes. it? So we did, we did yes, that I one. Do remember that. Okay, cool. No, um, so our audience can understand a little bit about you guys. Tell us who you are. Yeah, so I'm, uh, I'm Lee, I'm, I'm Usha. <laughs> he thinks we're the same person. Now, now this is, hold on, there's just, there's just, we, 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 we might have got hesitated on the name of our podcast, but we didn't get our names wrong. That, that's pretty sometimes much locked in. I do. Sometimes it is difficult to remember my own name. Okay. Usha and Lena, either one. Do you know what? I just wanted you to feel better, you know. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> It was all about that, yeah. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't have senior moments at all. So <laughs> anyway, so no, I'm Usha. So I'm, I'm the founder of Healing Feeling. Um, it transforms lives through training and therapy. And really, I set this up to empower parents to raise happy children. And, you know, it's all done through preventative mental health techniques. Um, this is my daughter, Lena. Hi, guys. Yes, <laughs> I am Lena. Um, so in my day job, I train salespeople, um, but I also support mum in the business. Um, I basically joined her because I believe in the message, the mental health message. And um, yeah, it just came to a point where it would uh, it'll be good to work together because obviously, as you know, it's more fun to do things together rather yeah, than by your, yourself. With your kids. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and help me understand a little bit about how prominent that message has become, particularly in 2020. Oh, hugely, hugely. I mean, uh, 2020, since lockdown began, we've had so many parents uh, call us um, because their children have showed like Jekyll and Hyde kind of characters. You know, one minute they're fine, next minute uh, <laughs> next minute they're really aggressive or angry. Um, obviously, there's been quite a few deaths in the in the year um i mean personally uh, we've um had a lot in the family we've had lots and we've experienced them but also so many other people have as well and i've seen so many people ask you know how do i as a parent how do i tell my five-year-old how do i tell my six-year-old that mm. this person's died yeah. and so you know that's been a big thing and it's also difficult conversation, anxiety, isn't it? yeah anxiety has been very very prominent depression you know people have lost businesses they've lost their livelihoods you know and we we're so confused aren't we with whether we're tier one or tier two or you know whether how long this is going to last so the uncertainty of it all so this year yeah definitely mental health has been high on the agenda yeah. for a lot of people it's interesting because you talk about that emotional roller coaster i know that you've been through it this year haven't you and and but i don't think it's only the kid like to younger no. people i think it's adults as well do you know what i mean certainly you know as a, as a family and you know business we've been affected a lot less than most people but you still have those days where you know it's it, it can be tough yeah, yeah. I mean, as a business, I'm a small business. I'm a one-person fat, well, two people. <laughs> uh, but 
in terms of the mental health, I, I do that bit, but um, we have seen a dip, you know, when, it, when we had the first lockdown, we had a real dip because people didn't want to, uh, well, we couldn't meet. Uh, and although I offered the online, um, a lot of people didn't want to do that because it, it loses that contact, the connection, doesn't it? However, um, a positive uh, for me was that I could, um, well, I had to do online training. Um, so I got some uh, specific online training to do psychotherapy online because I didn't have that. And so now I can actually connect with people online as well. So um but it has become busy since the second lockdown. Yeah. yeah. You've got a question? Oh, yeah. I'm just looking at the list of questions now. Uh, so what inspired you to start Healing Feeling? I got that the right way around, were I? Yeah, it is healing feeling, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. it is healing. I have that not, written down in all the questions. Not, so if it's not feeling healing, that'd slightly. be a different kind of business. <laughs> well, oh, it's what? interesting. <laughs> That's <laughs> cringe for your dad to yeah, say. Isn't I know. <laughs> what, what kind of a show is this? We're still we're three years in, Ocean. We're still trying to work it out. Um, <laughs> some of the some of the some of the jokes we make on here just out of like tiredness. Yeah. Yeah. We we haven't got that excuse today, have we? No, really? it's just kind of <laughs> jokey, I yeah. think. Yeah. Um, so, so tell us a bit about the inspiration behind the healing yeah, yeah. thing. Really, what inspired me was actually when I had her. So, it, you know, I think there's a motherly instinct when you hold your baby for the first time. It's like you just want the world to be right for them. And literally, it was I. I told myself, okay, I'm going to make my world or her world better than mine was. Um, I had in my past, I'd um, suffered a lot of bullying. Uh, when I was a teenager uh, there was I mean I came to this country when I was eight years old I couldn't speak English uh, there was all of these unwritten rules you know social rules I didn't get it so I didn't fit in basically and when I had her I just thought I'm not going to have her going through the same sort of issues that I went through um, and it was when she was five years old that I decided because I was home for five years with her and then when she wanted to go to, when she had to go to nursery, I decided to become a, uh, train myself as a teacher. So as a mature student, I was going out, it was really hard because obviously dropping off to childminders and dropping yeah. off to nursery, you know, it was a lot of and work. And doing a degree at the same yeah, time. Yeah, doing a degree at the same yeah. time. It was not easy. So the healing feeling started to, the inspiration was to make it a better world for for, for Lena, really. I think that's an amazing aspiration to do. And certainly, Absolutely. I think the my the motivation behind what you do changes when you become a parent, doesn't it? I think. Yeah. Um, yes. Certainly your perspective on life changes because you're now responsible for this not so small. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Not so small anymore. Um, uh, the other one's a little bit smaller, but not so small anymore. Human being, and you're you've become a role model, and you want to make the world a better place, right? Exactly. And um, you know, as as a teacher later on, um, I learned that you know that 
all of our issues and things, all our belief systems start from when we're children. And I did have a bit of a breakdown. I, I had ME when I was a teacher. So it was, it's a, ME is all like chronic fatigue. It's a, a stress related illness. And uh, I was in bed literally for a year and um, it was through that I learned that actually everything, all your belief systems start from childhood and your yeah. thoughts create your reality. And I'm thinking, how did I create this? And so the second inspiration came when I just thought, you know, I'm determined to undo this. And um, when, I, when I did eventually go back to school, I did start to work with the children in my care. So I started to help them to... Um, be, be, you know, start from the inside out, you know, uh, mm. get better grounding. Um, I, I actually because test, I actually <laughs> tested a lot of the materials out on Lena. So maybe yeah. you might want to say something about, you know, the kind of work we did together. So before I do that, I'd love to hear about that. Yeah. Before I do that, let me ask one question. Yeah. Do you think that to build a kind of world, yeah. we need to be kinder to ourselves? It starts from the inside. It starts from being kind to yourself. And, you know, uh, the kind of children I was working with were the ones that were uh, abused, okay? They were abused. They were um, not treated well. They were neglected. So, uh, So the way that these kind of things showed up in the classroom or in school was bad behavior, you know, children running out of class, not engaging in the lessons, not concentrating. But, you know, as a teacher, you just want them to behave and do, yeah? But as a well, I, as a teacher that I who believed in, you know, starting with yourself and being kind to yourself, um, I started doing after school clubs, um, teaching the kids. Based around positive psychology and helping them. Absolutely. I mean, at that time, I didn't know it was psychology. I just thought, OK, this worked for me. And I just adapted what I learned for children. And yeah. it was working for them, too. And the kinds of things we did was a was about finding friendship buddies, was about uh, understanding how other people think and feel, smiling. You know, these are just, for children, these are the the small acts of kindness. Um, And also we did activities like um, do a kind thing for another person without telling them. And then we would discuss that. So we'd have a circle time. (laughs) Um, I mean, the the amount of research that says that being kind to others actually support your own mental health mm. is yeah, there's, there's there's i mean there's a really good book called the five side effects of kindness by a guy called i talk about this book all the time don't i yeah. by a guy called david hamilton that said oh, yes. you know about the um and we've interviewed him on the podcast about the yeah. about the um chemical re- reactions um that happen when you're when you're connected and there's another one and it, it's not really related to kindness but it, it does it, it's, it's one called happy money and it, it, it's uh, you know it's based on how to spend your money to improve your own well-being and yeah. one of the things that it recommends is give your money away so it did an experiment where they gave people a Starbucks card and said, uh, "We're gonna, we, you can spend it on you or you can give it away." And yeah. the ones who gave it away were demonstrably happier than yeah. the ones who spent it on themselves. And it's that it's understanding that kindness is you know, a 
like a, a, a way to make yourself a more positive, forward-thinking person, isn't it? Absolutely. You know, it's uh, what you're uh, talking about is the paying it forward. Pay it forward. Yeah. yeah. And uh, paying it forward. I mean, in uh, we're both Hindus and, you know, I, I wouldn't say that I'm 100% re- very religious. I'm more spiritual. Um, but something that we do is, you know, we give to charity. So especially around Christmas time or especially around Diwali time, you know, we give to charity. That's our way of, you know, giving back. And I think it does start with when you serve others, it actually serves you. So whether it's money or whether it's acts of kindness or even just saying something kind, you know, like you said, 2020 has been a really difficult year for a lot of people. And my podcasts also talk about, uh, sorry, my uh, Facebook lives also talk we about. We want to develop into yeah, a podcast. Sorry. That's why she said Yeah, that. sorry. <laughs> so, <laughs> this, this might be an exclusive, might it? So are, you, so are you launching a podcast? I'm uh, thinking of talking about, yeah, we, we're, yes, we are going to in the new year, this year. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, good. Great stuff. You want to ask another question? Oh, yes. Uh, where, how far are we down three. the list? <laughs> uh, we've done three. No, we haven't. Oh, okay. Uh, so tell us a little bit about the business. Tell us a little bit about how Healing Feeling works. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, there's a few different areas of yeah. healing feeling. So um, one part is working with adults and um, children in therapy, so one-to-one actual psychotherapy. Um, so mum can talk about the kinds of clients in a second. Um, then she also does parent coaching. So that's focusing on helping parents with specific um, challenges they might have with their children. So they might say things like, my child's not listening to me or they're feeling anxious. I don't know how to help them. Um, or they have exam stress and we just need some support on how to manage that. Um, so then mum will coach them. Yeah, but actually it goes a little bit deeper as well, but that's probably what she knows. <laughs> but sometimes, you know, when I'm working with young children, um, I've already mentioned some of the behaviours um, that show up, but a lot of times um, I'm also working with children that are, okay, recently uh, bereavement, uh, one that, where somebody's actually seen one of their classmates commit suicide. I've seen um, children who've been groomed. I've seen children who've got anxiety. And so, or, or they are going through some kind of rehab. And, you know, what the thing, the problem is that when children are going through that, parents are also going through that if that makes sense because or they don't know how to deal with their children who are going through that so my parent coaching is teaching them the science of parenting but it's also looking at what their children are going through what is that triggering in them and then dealing with their unresolved stuff so the interesting isn't it it's sort of I think I think one of the things that I always think about parenting is it's that job that gets <laughs> uh, don't worry, you can relax. I'm not gonna say anything too bad. Um it's one of those jobs that you get like sort of thrust into without any guidance. You know, it's just one of it's one of those things where you sort of learn is is that all right, am I allowed to say that? Um there's there's sort of that you never know what's gonna come out of your mouth. <laughs> That's true. It's one of those jobs where you think like I'm like I, I know I know in the nearly 17 years I've been a dad, yeah. I've failed, I've got it wrong, 
I'm always learning. I sometimes think I get it right when I get it wrong. And it's one of those jobs where you, 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 every time you think that you're doing something pretty decently, yeah. the landscape changes because the relationship <laughs> dynamics change. It's, exactly. it's a difficult job, isn't it? It's, it's not easy. And basically, uh, believe me, I'm not perfect either. You know, I've been a teacher and I've, I've shouted at kids. I've been angry at kids. But until I learned, you know, obviously then I changed. But And also as a parent, I'm, I'm sure that I've done things that Lena will care. <laughs> Lena can tell us about. Lena, you're being suspiciously quiet, right? Now. <laughs> <laughs> but she was she was an easy kid. I must I must admit, maybe because everything I was doing, I was testing out on her <laughs> when she was little as uh, as it was. You know, <laughs> she's yeah. my only child as well, so um, I think it makes it easier. <laughs> so we've got two. Charlotte is the older one, and she. Right. I think you're the one that's less boisterous, aren't you? But um, yeah, I'd like to just sit and read for for the rest of my life and yeah. never see the sun again. But we've got to make sacrifices. Yeah, sometimes. you got to go out every now and again, haven't you? So I know you, I know you wrote an ebook that's recently been published. Tell us a bit about that. Well, actually, it's not an ebook. It's it's actually a book. A real life book. Yeah, it is a live book, uh, Your Happy Child, 10 Proven Steps to Raising a Happy Child. And actually that book, I wrote that, um, you know, I said to you, I was working with some children, right, after school club. One time I took the children out in the playground, one parent stayed back and she said, um, I just want to say thank you. She gave me a little gold pendant, you know. This is Indian gold. It's not cheap. (laughs) So I was really taken aback. I couldn't take it. Anyway, she said, the work that you've done with my son has helped my whole family because um, he used to come home and teach all of us. And she said, we're communicating better as a family. We're meditating together. We're much more kinder to each other, um, even verbally as well as actions. And the book is basically all the things that I used to teach in the after school club. Um, And when that parent came up to me, I thought, do you know what? I was you. I was you 10 years ago. And, you know, loads of parents need this support um and i thought you know what in internally i just promised myself i'm going to write a book amazing and literally this book is for any parent who's going through what i went through what she went through yeah you know? give, give us an overview of, of some of the tips you share in the book Oh, yeah, it's it's a, it's a holistic book, right? So it's got, it, it kind of lays the foundations for building resilience. Um, so for that, I mean, you know, it's how do children learn to be kind to themselves? That's the beginning thing. How do you learn to relax? Because today kids are a lot more stressed than I used to be when I was growing up. So it's how do you learn to relax? And then um, the anxiety bit is, what's going on in your brain you know how does your brain work and then how do you what kind of negative messages are they feeling or getting and how do you flip switch them and then it looks at parenting guilt there's an, a whole section in there of parenting guilt but it also looks at how do you deal with your emotions um and the the book is kind of um formatted in a way that i do Every chapter has got one bit about the psychology of why 
what I do is working. And then it's a lesson plan that parents can follow. So, you know, you, you, uh, with the scripts and everything. So, uh, and the resources that they need are things like pay- pencil, paper, coloring pencils, things like that. Things that you, you couldn't tell where she used to be a teacher, much. I know. <laughs> I know. I mean, come on. There's a lesson plan. In so there. easy. Plus the resources. Every you good need. life moment needs a lesson plan. Every good life moment needs some kind of structure. It, it does. It needs a format. That's good. So it's a bit. It sounds like a very practical book in its nature. Very. Yeah. Very practical. It's on Amazon, and uh, there's loads of uh, five star reviews. And I, I still get people who've not put a review, but they say, look. I followed your book and I did this bit because you can dip into it. You don't have to go through it um, from lesson one to 10, but um, so they say, you know, I tried that lesson and my child was angry and I did the thermometer exercise, you know, helping them to calm down. Um, And it really worked and it really works. Yeah. And she's being a bit modest, like it's an Amazon bestseller as well. Um, so Amazon bestseller. That's yeah. better than my book. I mean, my book. Flopped. My, my, Flopped. My, my, my book. My book was a book about pensions available in no good bookshops, right? Nowhere. You can't, you can't get it on Amazon. It's very niche in its market. It's a very niche very book. niche. Um, and it, it, it was a, it, it was weird because we wrote it as a bit of a business card to showcase our knowledge yeah, as professionals, yeah. and that it did its job in terms of that. Yeah. Um, but clearly, not as it wasn't a bestseller. So, well done for getting to that exalted status. That's amazing Thank stuff. You. Thank you, you have a question? Uh, okay, I'm going to skip six and uh, five and six because we've pretty much already covered them. Seven. Here we go. What has been the best moment you've had since you started? Uh, since the start of healing, feeling. Ah, okay. Lots. Um, lot. Of, I can't. <laughs> I can't pinpoint it down to one. I think. Okay. So, what's your favourite? What's the story that best describes the work you do? Penny dropping moments. Let's just say. So it's like when a, when a person comes into my therapy room and they have got lots of problems. It's like a, a ball of wool, uh, loads of balls of wool, all tangled up. And then throughout time, you you unpick it, and then there comes a moment when they realise, oh, that's what it is, and they get to the crux of it. And when they get to the crux of it, their life just expands. It's like that cog, that tiny cog that starts the machinery off again and their life changes. And and in a matter of like, you know, hours, their life has changed. And 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 the thing is, right at the begin beginning, they don't believe that it's ever going to change. So it's the penny dropping moments, I would mm. say. But then this is an interesting subject, isn't it? How they need to be ready for that experience, don't they? Yeah, so how do you make sure that you're there? What, at what point are they coming to you when they know they're ready? What What's happened in their lives that means that they're ready to talk about it? Well, a lot of times it's they, they realise their life isn't working. So either they realise that I'm uh, constantly finding the same person, you know, it's, it's like a different person, but the relationship's different, but it's the same thing going around in circles. Or they've had a, a, a breakdown, they've had, 
they've had a bereavement, um, they've got the anxiety and they're getting the symptoms. Symptoms like crying too much at the top of a drop of a hat. I don't understand. All these years I've been able to shoulder it and now I can't. Um, behavior, you know, their behavior changes. They they don't want to go out so much. They, they withdraw themselves or they become a little bit extrovert. You know, they, it can happen either way. They can become... Uh, their personality changes. They can. There's lots and lots of different um, symptoms, if you like. Um, they, yeah, uh, the, yeah, they they can't. They just basically can't move forward. And uh, a question that you sometimes you know people are going through this, but they're in denial. So they don't. Everybody else can see that this person needs support because. <laughs> You know, recently I, I came across somebody, you know, who's hearing voices and they're really hardworking people, but the hearing voices, they can't get on. They're, they're constantly anxious. The kids are needing her support and she's just in denial because she comes from a culture where, you know, you, you don't ask for help. It's embarrassing to ask for help. And I would say to those people, you know, that there is help, you know. I mean, for example, when um, Harry and um, William, Harry and William talked about the Heads Together campaign and talk, and, and almost brought mental health yeah. out in the open, it's, it's allowed people to talk about mental health more, which I think is a really good thing. What do you think of that? Do you think that talking about mental health more is is? I think. Do you it, think it's moved forward, or? I think it's moved forward, but it does need to go further because there are still some people that think that they can't talk about their mental health. Yeah. I think anyone not being able to talk about their mental health kind of puts us all back. Yeah. And at this point in time, there are still whole groups of people that feel like they can't say something when they're hurting. Yeah. Well, what would you do to change that? I have no idea. No. No, I just, no. I just think it needs to. So that was part one of our interview with Usha. Um, we've got part two coming up next week. Shall we get on with the end of the show? Let's do it. Let's do it. Would you like to do the little uh, jingle you've got? It's not a jingle. It's basically just me shouting. Go on and do it. <laughs> Tis the end. I'm another podcast. Yeah, your your voice is a bit gravelly today, isn't it? Yeah. Are we feeling a little bit under the weather or not? Uh, I can't smell anything because my <laughs> nose is completely plugged. Plugged? Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, hopefully, uh, hopefully these um, answers to unpopular opinions will uh, make you feel a little I'll bit better. Unplug my nose? Uh, maybe, maybe. So, um... Again, last week's version of the podcast, because the end is never really the end, is it? The end is only the beginning of a um, opportunity to for us to share um, the answers that we've um, been uh, told of last week's question of the podcast this week. So nice. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to tell you a little bit about them because last week my question was, um, what's your unpopular opinion? Now, my unpopular opinions are um, any fruit that um, is like you've got to make an effort with just isn't worth the effort. I don't think Star Wars is all that. And actually, I quite like the last series of Game of Thrones. What was your unpopular opinion, Russ? I don't have any unpopular opinions. 
I don't think. Thanks for getting involved. What's uh, <laughs> what's your unpopular opinion, Charlotte? I don't like prawn cocktail crisps. They're vile. It's a good one. And we've got a few good ones from our uh, audience. Uh, Dan Gelotta said, I think Liverpool's been the best team this season. Clearly not that, but like your unpopular opinion. Eve Keith said, Die Hard isn't a Christmas film. Um, Patrick Floyd had an interesting one. He said, comic book movies, particularly DC and Marvel, um, are homoerotic nonsense for imbeciles and pre-teen boys. I mean, he's, 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 hitting, I know, he's hitting it hard, isn't he? Um, uh, Al McCann said, the general middle-income population don't pay enough tax, so should stop complaining about government-run services and lack of funding. Okay, interesting. This is getting strong. This is getting strong. I mean, we are venturing away from the light nature of the Kindness Project. Um, John Cook said, my most popular opinion, uh, my most unpopular opinion, is that the vast majority of unpopular opinions aren't actually that unpopular. I mean, there's always somewhere out there, someone out there that's going to agree with you. Yeah. Noel Ransons, I mean, we, we went strong. We're getting stronger. Uh, Noel Ransons just gone, Marmite. Need I say more? You either love it or you hate it. Uh, are you a lover or are you? I'm a lover. I'm a hater. I'm a... Are you a lover or are you? I like Marmite. You sicken me. Barry Harding, his most unpopular opinion is that he's a good dancer. Now, I don't, I don't think it matters whether you're a good dancer or not, because dancing is just an expression, isn't it? It's just body wiggling. They should rename it body wiggling. Jade Foster Jarrett said, um, my most unpopular opinion is I believe Coldplay and musical geniuses. I quite like Coldplay. I quite like Coldplay. How are you feeling about Coldplay? Um, I don't listen. He's ambivalent about Coldplay. Coldplay. Okay. Um, uh, not a Coldplay fan. Um, Caroline Thompson, getting in in the Marmite debate, said Marmite and peanut butter are the devil's food. No. Um, definitely not peanut I thought, butter. I thought the devil ate chilli peppers. Maybe, maybe. I, I, I can see the devil sort of tucking into a bit of peanut butter. Um, Sam Chilton said, E.T. is the most horrific, traumatising movie what ever made. What was it It was so wrinkled. Why did you have to be such a wrinkly well, baby? <laughs> I mean, I can imagine watching E.T. as a kid and being quite scared, to be honest. I've never watched E.T., so... Uh, now, I, I'm sure I've seen it years ago. I don't know. I haven't seen it recently. I, I couldn't tell you. Obviously, I know what happens. The boy goes off in the basket because you see it in the telly. Yeah, he ducks the kid. Yeah. It? No, he doesn't. No. Um, I know he wants to phone home. Yeah. I mean, nowadays you can make ET because uh, no. like the kid will have a mobile and he'd just give him the mobile, wouldn't he? And he'd be able to phone home. Um, Fiona Mapurka, very controversial opinion. Uh, baked beans taste like sewage. Oh. I love a baked bean. Right. I, um, I agree with that. Can't stand baked beans. Genuinely, you're not a baked bean fan. Terrible. Why, why are baked beans terrible? And cheese. Just cheese? Terrible. Cheese and baked What have you got against no, cheese and baked beans? The thing is, when I first read that message, I read baked beans taste like sausage. And all I could think about was, you know those tins of baked beans with a little sausage oh, inside? Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. Get them in my life and in my mouth right now. The strange thing is, though, I don't mind... Hoops, like there's hoops in tomato sauce. Right. 
but Scapes. I, I don't like haricot beans. I don't like the texture or the flavour. Right. Well, look, well, look. They taste the same. Let's let's say let's all agree, apart from Russell, that baked beans are good and <laughs> and Fiona, and let's all agree that spaghetti hoops are nothing like spaghetti, are they? I love spaghetti hoops. Oh god! Don't be dissing spaghetti um, hoops. Ellie Ellie Thomas said ketchup. This is her uh, unpopular opinion. Is a crime. Is a crime. I mean, I mean, the, the reality is right. I mean, how can you feel so strongly about E.T. and ketchup? I, I ain't even digging my toe in that one because... <laughs> You're I digging your toe? I don't have ketchup at all. I'm a mayonnaise person, Can't but I don't mind it. ketchup. OK, what are you going to do tomorrow morning when I do you a baked bean and ketchup breakfast? <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, Chris Acock said the Boomtown Rats were wrong. There's nothing bad about Monday. I quite like Monday. I don't mind Mondays. Oh. I quite like Mondays as well. Um, Mike Christie said burpees are fun. Definitely an unpopular opinion. I can't do them without flopping on my face, so... Well, I normally do. I normally do. But uh, as long as you get back up again, that's fine. And Kelly Barker said, sorry, but coffee, I don't like the smell, so I've never tried it. I mean, I mean, what is going on with that opinion? Let me tell you what's going on with that. She's never tried it. So Sorry, I'm just so just to give you a bit of context, listeners, Kelly is Russell's partner. I'm always saying to her, give the coffee a go. No, no, no. Are you trying to force feed your girlfriend so, coffee? No. Why are you doing that? <laughs> so She's never tried it. She was the same with sushi. I couldn't have sushi, raw fish. I said to her, just try a bit. Now she loves it. <laughs> exactly. She might so, love a coffee. Yeah. This is coffee what you, is just baked beans. This is, <laughs> it just makes no sense. This is what you do, Russ. Get some sushi and go, here's a sauce that yeah. you... Uh, this is sushi, special sushi sauce. She's got to dip the sushi oh, in the coffee. What? That reminds, me of a, that reminds me of a video I see on TikTok where the guys have got a nice cake, like a brownie cake. And then covered it in red hot sauce. Mm. One conversation I want to have on the next episode. Is it right to dip bread in tea? We'll save that for another time. No! And on that, on that That's note... That's discussion we're, we're having. <laughs> no! And on that note, we are going to go. Have a lovely week. Hope you had a lovely Easter. And we'll see you next time on The Kindness Project. Bye!